Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. We keep our standards. We have to make sure we are on top of the game and uh, and do everything to uh, to get the points. We're a different team now. We have been for quite a while, to be fair. It's a fourth time we play them, so we kind of know um, what we're going to get. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Davey Proven. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! It's the midweek edition and my goodness, we've got uh, all the games on tonight in the Premiership. Apart from last night, St Mirren against Aberdeen and Barry Ferguson. Three great points for Saints. Yeah, they've been in fine form over the last couple of weeks um, and the goal um, that Ronan scored was was a fantastic finish. He's really impressed us since he's he's come up and, and signed with St Mern. Um, but another great three points um, for St Mern and that's climbing him up the table now. At the top of the table, the Champions Rangers four points ahead of Celtic and Davy both in action tonight. Yeah. Match of the night is in Edinburgh. Yeah, you would, I mean, obviously that's the, the most difficult game that, that either of the old firm face tonight I would say outside Ibrox Tynecastle would be the most difficult ground to, to go to Celtic have already lost there this season so it's got all the ingredients a terrific game there tonight your old club Rangers top of the table um, obviously they've lost some players but Arebo will be back not tonight and uh, Morelos today on Sky is he saying that he wants to play in the Champions League with Rangers next season yeah it's been that was in- interesting comments um I think over the past 18 months or so, a lot has been made in Morelis maybe moving, um, but it seems that he's he's enjoying his football just now under Giovanni van Bronckhurst. Um, and since Gio's come in, I've got to be honest with you, he's looked back to his best, Paul. He's scoring goals, he looks hungry, he looks really fit. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that's very good news for the Rangers fans. This time, last night you were at training with Alloa and the news came out that Yanis Hadji is out until the end of the season after the knee up. Big blow to Rangers. Yeah, it's a blow, certainly, at this stage in the season. You want everybody available, no doubt about it. Um, Hadji's been a, a big part of Gio's plans um, since he's come in. Um, I watched the game against Stirling and it did look if he took a sore one, Paul, if I'm being honest with you. So... You think to yourself, maybe two or three weeks he's going about, but that's a that's a, a big miss. Been out for the rest of the season. Just hopefully he recovers well and he gets back for the start of next season. Some weekend, Davy, the cup action. Barry uh, involved his hour yeah. up against Celtic Rangers, going through uh, comfortably against Sterling Albion, although losing Yanis Hadji. And on the program on Monday night, Barry was on uh, with Rob and Mark talking about uh, well Celtic's uh, three players who were injured. Mm-hmm. You've seen the tackle. The reason we're mentioning it now is the Alwa player is up before the Beaks, before the SFA tomorrow, mm-hmm. I believe it is, Davey. He's going to be, because of the fast track that's happened on the notice of complaint against Alwaz Mohamed Nayang. Uh, Barry, you can't talk about it today because it's going in uh, tomorrow well, morning. One thing but, I can yeah. say is um, we're appealing the, the decision. 
Right. Um, so that's one thing I can say. Um, I call him Senna. Yep. He's obviously just Senegal, Senna goal, yeah. but his name's Mohamed Niang. He's up uh, tomorrow in front of them. Uh, so we just need to wait and see how that appeal goes. But here's what happened last night, and we had it on the programme that um, Ange Postacoglu was speaking about the game, but he talked about players and not being uh, defended enough by... Well, he, he left it vague. Let's hear what he said at his press conference yesterday. Wherever I've managed, uh, every country I've managed, even at major tournaments, we sit down at the beginning of the year and the referees show us vision of you know things they'll be looking for in the coming... Uh, years and, and the rules, you know, since I started managing 25 years ago, there's always been little tweaks. But the one consistent theme always is they always show us vision of tackles they deem to be reckless or, or dangerous, and that they will always get punished um, because it's it's a big part of protection of the player. Um, you know, this year was no different. And and you know, if you show footage, the vision of that tackle, you, that's exactly the, the vision we get shown. Mm. And know know that that that's going to get handled by the referee. You know, I'll be honest, I told some of the lads towards the end of the game to just not bother going into tackles, to just look after themselves because I didn't want any more injuries because I just didn't feel that there was control of that environment. Davey, have you ever heard a manager say that? No, not really. The one thing I would say, Paul, is that the footballers in general are much better protected than they were when I was playing. You know, most of the hammer throws are out of the game now. Um, I'm not saying this because Barry's sitting next to me. I've, I've seen the challenge, seen it in slow motion. Usually looks worse in slow motion. Um, the one thing, the one thing I'd say in Niang's defence is he's played the ball. He's not going yep. over the top of the wall. He's played the ball. Now he's caught Idaguchi. Unfortunately, Idaguchi's planted. His leg is planted, uh, which obviously is, is going to make it a, a more serious injury mm. for him. Um, only the only the boy would know whether he could have pulled out having played the ball. But at real speed, um, I mean, you're fully committed for the ball. It's very hard having played the ball to, to then pull your foot back. Mm. If Idaguchi's leg is off the ground, I don't think we're talking about this. But he's planted, mm. and, and that's what's made it a, a, a bad injury here. And social media went crazy on this, Davey, because you've been involved playing, and in the media, I have in the media for years and years and the narrative goes that former Rangers captain Rangers legend manager of a team yeah. go out and, and get Celtic um, but knowing Barry that's not the way he is and I heard him on Monday night this is just a little bit of what Barry said about his players on DAB online and on your yeah, it was breaking news but that's the wrong one that I had there sorry at that point in fact it's gone It's uh, in fact here it is now yep this is Barry speaking on Monday night one thing about my players is um, they're 100% committed. Uh, they don't go out, they try and hurt fellow professionals. Um, ask them before the game to be aggressive, uh, get in Celtic's faces and try and make it uncomfy as possible for them. Um, but in terms of it's going out to try and hurt players, that's not my makeup. And Barry, I'm looking at you. I know, so it's, the appeal is uh, tomorrow against the player. I know you've got to watch what you can say, but it came through loud and clear on Monday. That, that wasn't your instructions Paul, to the I'll players. Be honest with you, I'm just disappointed with, first and foremost, Geomachus came yeah. out with a comment saying we were dangerous. And then obviously listened to Posta Coglu yesterday. It's disappointing. As I said, I can only repeat myself. At no time did I ever send a, a team out to try and hurt um, fellow professionals. That's just not the way that I try and do things. And if I felt at any stage that any of my players were going overboard, they would be off the pitch straight away or they wouldn't have been my, my starting 11. Um, but I don't know what way you play against Celtic. Do you sit off them? If we sat off them, Celtic would have destroyed us. We had a game plan that we sat deep and when Celtic came into our half, 
We had to get in their faces and make it uncomfy for them. And that's what we did. And every one of my players out there are just committed individuals. Um, they were playing against a top team, fully top players. And as I said, and Davey will agree with me here, you can't give top players time on the ball. If you give them time on the ball, you'll get absolutely destroyed. Um, so I can only speak for, I know my, I know my players 100%. Um, the boy in the Yang, he's, um, he's a brilliant kid. He just wants to learn. He was coming up against one of the best midfielders in Scotland and Callum McGregor. He was up against Tom Rogic, other guys like that. And he wanted to go and prove a point. That's all he was doing. But at no stage did he try and harm or try and inflict any danger on any Celtic players. Not any of my players, not just Niang. Any of my players were told to go out and try and be um, aggressive. Mm. But there's a certain point and my players don't go over that point. And if they do, I would certainly do something about it. A sense that you're shocked, you're hurt, that the Celtic manager has talked about it with the media rather did, did he speak to you after no, the game did no, anyone no, say to you no nothing was nothing was said no nobody said to you Barry come on no so it's news to you when you heard Gia Kamakis on Monday morning and then uh, well last night and this morning with um, Ange Postacoglu yeah. yeah and going on Niang's tackle I'm not defending it after it that he didn't connect with, with Gucci he did connect with him after it but if you watch it closely Niang's Eyes are firmly focused on the ball and he was trying to do one thing and that was win the ball cleanly. He did, but unfortunately for the Celtic player, after he'd won the ball, the follow-through connected with his ankle. And it looked, as Davey mentioned a couple of minute, minutes ago, it looked a lot worse because it slowed down. Um, but I feel for the player because I spoke to him last night. I've actually been in contact with him every day um, before he, he came yeah. into training. Yeah, because, listen, he's, he's on social media. He was getting a bit of stick. And I've got to try and support my players. But he, he was down in the dumps last night. I had a quick chat with him. And um, he went out and he, he, he trained fine last night. I just hope it doesn't go against the boy. He's only just turned 22. He's on loan for Partick Thistle. And as I said, it was a brilliant opportunity, not just for Niang, all my players. Live on TV against a very good Celtic team, against top players. And they wanted to go and, and prove a point that they could at least compete, but no hurt. Players. Davey, final thought on it then, what would you say? I think Ange Postacoglu has used a bad situation, maybe trying to use it to his advantage. Mm. Um, you know, calling for better protection for, for his players. Maybe he's looking for the benefit of the doubt from the refereeing fraternity going forward. I don't know. Um, type of stuff maybe that Alec Ferguson would come out with. But, um, I mean, the, the one thing I would say, Paul, that I, I believe that it'll be a panel of referees who make the, the final okay. decision on this. I, I'd like to see one or two former players mm -hmm. because I think players have got a better idea of whether a footballer has deliberately gone in to do someone or, or whether, you know, their momentum has taken them through. And I, I'd, I'd, like to see, I'd like to see former players, I think, are in a better position to judge the intent and whether there was any malice in the challenge. It's really hard to, it's easy, well it's not actually easy, I was going to say with uh, replays, that's, that's the kind of thing it's difficult to say, you know, somebody's intent, but I heard Barry on Monday night and I hear him, that you know, he's a top class pro, he's a winner, but you're not going out to hurt people. No, I mean, I, 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 I go back to my original point, the, the, the boy's taking the ball, and only the boy yeah. himself will know whether he could have, having taken the ball, he can then pull out, he's fully committed to winning the ball, Um Put it this way, I, 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 don't think, uh, I don't think it's a member Kemar Ruth's challenge on Murray Davidson. Yeah. 
the St Johnston player at mm. Ibrox. I thought that was a horror, horror one. Um, I, I don't think you can say there's anywhere near the intent in this this uh, challenge. Idaguchi is very unfortunate, uh, and we wish him well in terms of his recovery. And he's really unlucky that he was planted, and that that is the big. That's that's why the injury was so bad. Okay, we move on. Barry, thanks for. I know you couldn't speak much about it with uh, this happening tomorrow, but the insight is. Um, I think any fair-minded person would say, "Yeah, let's go on," because so many good things in the game as well. But if you if you're in the third tier against the the Premier tier, the first tier, um, you have to play a different kind of way, I guess. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know what people expect. <laughs> if if we don't lay a glove on Celtic, as I, te- I says to you, they're, they're too good. The they would have absolutely destroyed us and it could have been six or seven of them, been honest with you. So we, we have got to have a game plan. We've got to try and um, unrest uh, the Celtic team coming to Alloa. Um, but it, and it was just unfortunate, the Callum McGregor situation. I, I felt for Callum. Um, but it's just one of the things that happened. And Aguchi as well, I feel for him. But listen, as I said to you, our players were just honest um, and they just tried to compete at the end of the day. We move on. And we've got four games tonight. Five games, Dundee United, Ross County, Motherwell against Hibs, St. Johnson, Dundee at the bottom of the table, Rangers against Livingston and Hearts against Celtic. We'll hear from both managers. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu speaking, uh, well, about tonight's game. It was a, um, a different start for us. Um, you know, there's no point uh, sort of regurgitating everything that went on at that time. We kind of know the situation we were in and, and what we had to deal with. The players coming in, going out, um, you know, it was, it was a very sort of less than settled period for us. I still thought we performed okay on the day. We 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 lost narrowly, uh, but um, obviously it wasn't a great way to start the league, but we're a different team now. We have been for quite a while, to be fair, not in the last sort of couple of weeks. And uh, as I said, it's the fourth time we play them, so we kind of know um, what we're going to get. Let's hear from GVB speaking about Livingston tonight. We keep our standards, you know, in, in our uh, our, uh, our way of playing, you know, and uh, make sure we, we we go for 90 minutes to uh, to win the three points. And uh, the way game we played, um, we had a, a tough game, a game where we uh, we scored the third goal, um, you know, later than we wanted. But um, they showed this season already they can be, um, you know, very hard to beat because they're quite a, a good team with, a, you know, with a with a good spirit and uh, they keep it compact. Don't give. Uh, you know, many spaces away for the opponents. So we have to make sure we are on top of the game and uh, and do everything to uh, to get the points. Two huge games tonight after that big win for St Mirren. Now just three points behind Aberdeen and a game in hand. It's been quite a turnaround by Jim Goodwin. Yeah, the, the, I mean, if you go back four weeks ago or three mm-hmm. weeks ago, he was saying that they, they need to start winning games of football. They had too many draws and defeats in there. Um, but listen... Fair play to Jim. I've always thought, if you look at this at Murn squad, they've got some good players. Um, Jamie McGrath, who's been missing, came in last night, who's had a lot of speculation. I'm sure Jim will be desperate to keep a hold of him, but that's a brilliant result for St Mirren last night. Yeah, Jamie McGrath, he's still in the payroll at St Mirren. Yeah, the, the, the yeah. worry, Paul, would be that he goes just before the window shuts and, and Jim doesn't have time to replace him. That That's the real problem for managers. Um, and it, it, to be honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a last-minute deal done there. There's two or three wanting uh, Jamie McGrath. I think the boys made it quite clear that he's, um, he'd be keen to move to a bigger club. No disrespect to St mm. It wouldn't surprise me if that happens over the weekend. Craig's on the line, a Rangers fan. Craig, good evening. 
Hello. Hello there. Good evening. What's your point? Hiya. Uh, first Hi. of all, I just want to say, uh, what is it? Thanks to Barry Ferguson for all his service at Rangers. He was actually my favourite player growing up. Uh, back Good in man. primary school, I even went in for a show and tell once we load the information about Barry Ferguson because I was obsessed with him. <laughs> at primary school? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aye, primary school. Primary four. Right, we'll get a few questions for you then at the end on uh, Barry. Craig, what's your point tonight for Davey and Barry? <laughs> what it is is I actually feel quite bad for Barry for the reason that I don't even think there would be these conversations about the challenges and how bad they were and everything like that if he wasn't an ex-Rangers man. If this was another another team in the Championship or League One that didn't have a connection to Rangers, then there wouldn't even be a conversation about it. But what the main thing that annoys me is uh, going back to the Rangers and Aberdeen game, there was two incidents in that game that, in my opinion, were terrible. There was one where Johnny Hayes, in the space of two seconds, uh, either elbowed or armed Barisic in the face twice. Now, if you do it once, that's an accident. If you do it twice in the space of two seconds, I don't think that's an accident. Mm. And then there was another one as well, uh, not the tackle that Kent got sent off for Brown, but there was another one in the middle of the park where Brown wasn't even really touched. He went over, started rolling about like he was hurt. And then the camera went to him on Sky Sports. And as soon as the referee blew his whistle, you seen him peek his eyes up and he jumped up perfectly fine, which is another disgusting one because he was playing to try and get a player booked. I think disgusting is a really strong word to use there, Craig. So we're going back over stuff last week, which don't particularly want to do. Davey, your view on that? to go back over the you know the points that Craig's making well to his last yeah. point there was that Scott Brown has deliberately tried to get a player booked um, that happens every day of the week in football um, you could call it cheating if you like but it's it's part of the game uh, if you can get an opponent booked you'll get them booked no danger and there'll always be a ding dong Celtic fans will see it one way Rangers fans are going to see it another way and that probably is part of the narrative about Alawa do you think that is fair no I, I, Barry's connection Rangers, ex yes. Rangers no I don't at all it no. was Alawa versus Celtic yeah. I, I don't know where mm. Rangers comes into this at all I, I don't get that connection at all Craig the reason why I'm bringing it up is because there is actually a connection my point is on social media um, on social media for example after that Rangers and Aberdeen game all that I've seen was all the Celtic fans gloating at the fact that Johnny Hayes had burst Barisic's nose and smashed him in the face and Brown's antics as well. So I just find it a bit ironic that they're all getting excited about that. But a week later, they're all complaining about these horrible challenges and what's happening to them. But they're perfectly happy to laugh about it a week ago when it was happening to another team. Well, the trouble with social media is, and I'm not crazy about it, because this is stuff people hide behind stuff that actually here on Go Radio, I don't think it takes us very far. You know, the Rangers fans, some of them will see it that way. Celtic fans will see it another way. Davey, anything else to say on I think, it? I yeah. think there are opinions you will respect, particularly yeah. people who who have played the game. Mm -hmm. And I go back to my point about, I'd like to see some players on these uh, panels, you yeah. know, who I think yeah. have a better understanding of, of whether a, a tackle is malicious or not. Um, in terms of the, 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 the one at the weekend, it looks a bad challenge. I think you could, you could argue that there is excessive force um, and there is an endangerment yep. to, to to Gucci, but you know if 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 I'm a, if I'm a player, an Alawa player playing against Celtic, I am going to go and 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 try and win every ball because if you don't, if you're not aggressive, if you're not in Celtic's face, Alawa would have lost four, five, six. The, the the only way that you can bridge the gap in in technique 
is in, in other ways. You know, you, you bridge the gap in other ways, and that's by effort and aggression and, and sweat. Gary, you- I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, and um, I'm, I'm sure Davey will 100% agree with me here. I get brought up, if you're going in for a tackle, you have got to be 100% committed. If you don't go in 100% committed, you've got a real chance get of getting hurt. Yeah. And that's what my players done on Saturday. They were fully committed to try and cause an upset. Unfortunately, it didn't happen for us. But that's all my players were on mm. Saturday, committed. As I was as a player, I was 100% committed. And so were my, my players against Celtic on Saturday. What about Craig's first point that uh, he feels that... I so- hope it's not. Yeah. I hope it's not about that because I'm a, an ex-Rangers player. Um Look, I'm not on social media for a number of reasons. <laughs> um, but yep. look, uh, my player, as I mentioned at the start of the show, he's been getting absolute pelters on it. And I feel for him. And some people have got to remember, I think of people's mental health as well. He, he's, he had a tough background, didn't he? Yeah, he had a yep. tough background. He's feeling it a wee bit. I've got to keep on top of him and make sure he's okay. Because as I said, he's been getting, he's been getting it from all quarters um, on the tackle Okay, Craig thanks for calling in though before you go then what was Barry's debut for Rangers given that he was your specialist subject Craig what was oh, his I was, too, I was too young at that point I, I was uh, <laughs> I was probably started watching Rangers round okay. about 2003 I'm only I'm only 28 so alright so you don't know the answer but listen Craig listen thanks very much for calling 0808 17 17 700 the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Davy Proven the former Celtic and Scotland star Barry Ferguson former Rangers in Scotland coming together here on the Go Radio Football Show and I'm just thinking this time next week we'll be on the late edition because the game just a couple of miles from here Celtic against Rangers Davy what are we calling this one? I was just going to say you've come up with a name for it yet no, not yet. Wicked Wednesday, we'll maybe not. Yeah, Barry, we'll looking forward to. It. We're on the late edition, so we'll get the uh, something in for you. What do you have normally at the towers for your supper? Well, uh, <laughs> it's my birthday, of course. Oh, it's right, that's birthday. it. Yeah, and uh, well, I'm on my birthday, can't yeah. believe it. Yeah. With the driver, you can have a. Depending <laughs> what happens, you can have a glass of champagne or. No, but uh, listen, it's yeah. always look forward to old fun yeah. games, um, and especially this one. Depending on how the next couple of results go for each of the the teams, um, if they go in and it's still at four points, mm-hmm. it could be one of the ones. Rangers win the game seven points, Celtic win the game. It's game on, big time, down to one point. So, um, and we have a few players missing as well. So it'll be interesting to see the the team lineups. But listen, it's always a game you've got to look forward to. There's no better game, I think. And the planet, the old firm game, Davy, and we wanted to stay tight, don't we? From you know the media, from the neutral point yeah, of view, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think Celtic can afford to lose again. Um, you know, the the, the the worst Celtic can take from this is a is a draw. Um, and it, you know, it's ironic, Paul. That a few weeks ago, we were talking about you know the the winter break being pulled forward would be to Celtic's advantage because they would get Kyogo back, they would get Jota back. Uh, Rangers uh, we thought would be without players international duty but the whole thing swung I think in Rangers favour um, you know Roof, Roof is back Arebo's back Celtic without Kyogo uh, Rogic Callum McGregor so I mean it might be a matter of, of who can put the, the, the strongest team on the pitch come the day 
Huge game tonight though, isn't it? Especially Hearts against Celtic. We're going to take another call in a second. Uh, GVB was speaking um, about, you, you always start to think his player, but John Sitter's not yet a Rangers player, so uh, he could well be playing tonight against Celtic. Well, I said before, we are uh, happy that John will uh, join us for next season. And and I think he will only come only this window if uh, if we think it's uh, it's the right thing to do. And if not, then we'll... Welcome him uh, in a couple of months. Barry, what do you reckon? When's he signing? Today? Tomorrow? Friday? I think, if you're asking my honest opinion, yep. I think it's got to happen. Both for the player and the club. Um, look, I know they've bid 300k, parts have thrown it out. Um, he's only got, what, four or five months left mm. of his contract. He's and they'll get nothing. Listen, he signed the pre-contract, he's going. Hearts played without him at the weekend and got a, a good 5-0 win a tough place to go so I, I can see it happening and listen he deserves his move because he's been through a lot John Souter two horrendous injuries mm. the Achilles and he's been um, he's been a star performer for Hearts and now a full international so I'm sure Gio will try and force the board into giving a bit of extra money to make the deal go through Tomorrow Davey maybe after the, the game he'll sign for Rangers Well I hope for the boys sake that they do the deal Um you know, to hear he was being booed by the Hearts fans, not good at all. When you think of what the boy has come through uh, and what he's given Hearts over the years as well, um, I don't think they'll be booing him tonight right enough. I think the Hearts fans will be right behind him to, to get a result against Celtic. But, you know, I go back to the nonsense of pre-contract agreements. You should not be able to sign a pre-contract with a club in the same league. Uh, it should be like in England where, where you can't sign for a club in the same league. John, a Celtic fan is on the line. Good evening, John. Good evening, panel. Uh, what do you think, John Suter? Um, he scored against Celtic last time at Tyne Castle do you think he'll play tonight and do you care I, I don't care to be <laughs> honest it's, it's, just, it's, it's all about Celtic for me I'm, I'm uh, looking at this game through green tinted glasses so um, <laughs> yeah. no, it's, uh, it'll be interesting tonight um, you know, I think it'll be, a, it'll be a tough game and I think it'll be full of talking points that's for sure so what do you think and what do you want to ask Barry and uh, Davey about tonight my, my, my question is, guys, um, how much of a loss is Callum McGregor in that Celtic team? And I appreciate, obviously, he's the guy that drives Celtic up the park and he's the player that, you know, is a captain and, he you know, he, he takes place so well. How much of a loss is he? I'm, I'm so sorry, Barry. Absolutely <laughs> huge. The most He's the most important player in the Celtic squad. I know Kyogo's a cult hero now. Jota's very, very popular. Callum McGregor's the most important player that Postacoglu has. He, he's he's the guy, he's the go-to guy in the team, always available um, and just a great leader in the dressing room as well. He'll be hugely missed. Barry, you saw him at close range? Yep, Davis stole my thunder there. For <laughs> me, Celtic's most important player by a country mile. I've I, I seen it um, at close quarters, um, how good he is. Uh, you, you watch on the TV. I've always, you know, I've always rated Callum mm. McGregor, but... Um, you could see his, his touches, his movement to get on the ball. He, he's just a real classy operator. And when he came off, you could see the difference. Mm. There was no doubt about it. Look, he's getting replaced with good players. But Callum McGregor is the most important player. And he's Celtic's best player. You can go on about, as Davis says, Kyogo scored loads of goals. Yep. Jota's been in fire. Big Joe Hart's come in and, and played his part and so on and so on. But for me... Celtic without Callum McGregor are a weaker team. And what what was the difference when he went off? Then what did you see? He, he, he just listen. He's he's that. Uh, he's he's a Rolls Royce in midfield. He he just holds everything together. He's the glue. Mm. Um, sitting in there controlling the the tempo of the game. 
Um, as I says, he, he can he can run a game of football, but also what I like about him as well, he can he can flip that and get forward and, and drive forward. So, but there's no doubt Celtic are going to miss him, and it's go, he's going to be hard to he's going to be hard to replace. Um, a lot of people spoke about Scott Brown leaving last year. Um, there's a lot of pressure on Callum getting the captain's armband, a lot of weight on his shoulders, but I think he's handled it brilliantly and he's, he's been Celtic's best player for me. Davy and John, what do you think uh, Christopher Julian could be back tonight and who would he be paired with uh, if you were in charge, Davy? I, I think it's Julian yeah. and Carter Vickers all day yeah. long if they're both fit and if Julian's back up to speed, hopefully he is. Um, I've never been convinced about um, Starfelt I'm, I'm afraid I've made that perfectly yeah. clear and I'm not picking on the boy I just don't think he's a Celtic player so Julian coming back is, is happening at exactly the right time for Celtic for me that's been the problem position centre back and you know if they can if Carter Vickers and Julian can get some game time together I think that's a partnership John what do you feel? I, I think if Julian's, if Julian's playing it's, it's definitely with uh, Carter Vickers I think it's a uh, um, you know, I think it's a game where you know he, he could come on, uh, or he could he could start. I don't, you know, he's, he, he's been training, he's been working hard, and I'm just hoping to see him uh, because last time we seen him, he, he crashed into a goalpost, so it was mm-hmm. the longest uh, knee injury I think known to man. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. been a long thing going. Barry, what would you do? What do you think? Starfelt to be replaced by Julian? Yeah, I, yep. th- that's what I would I would go with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been really impressed with, with Carter Vickers I'll be honest with you he was a bit of a slow burner when he first came up but once yeah. he got up and running he looks um, he looks apart I can see why Tottenham are, are wanting an excess of £6 million Julian the only issue you're going to have with Julian is he's been out a long long time um, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't get any minutes at the weekend um, against us but maybe the artificial surface maybe that, that was part of the, the thought process with that but Yep, and I, I couldn't believe actually standing beside him how big Julian is. Mm-hmm. He's he's massive. massive he, I don't yeah. know. He's six four, six five. I was I was actually surprised um, how big a unit he is. But it's going to take him a bit of time. You can't yeah. expect too much from him. I think a lot of people forget that it's, it's about a year now. It's a long time to go without playing any football. John, do you think Matt O'Reilly might feature tonight? And uh, later in the programme, we're going to speak to Liam Conley from MK Dons from the podcast. So he's watched Matt O'Reilly. It's funny, isn't it? About a week ago, the manager was saying, and, you know, if there's any, there's no more signings of lies. I think he was kind of joking, saying, no, no. But injuries, and they've got Matt O'Reilly. John, any thoughts about who will fill in for Callum McGregor? Maybe near Beaton, maybe going to be captain? I think I think Beaton's the, the obvious replacement. I think it's, he's a different kind of player to yeah. McGregor, but you know he's certainly he's a player that can distribute quite well. Uh, he's got a good pass on him, but the only thing is is that you want a game with good tempo, and I think Barry's kind of right in many sense that he is Celtic's most important player. It's Cal McGregor that takes tempo. Um, who's going to be that person that takes tempo? Is it going to be Hatati possibly mm-hmm. drop back in? What do you think? Davey, what do you think? I mean, it, th- there are quite a few runners and riders. James McCarthy will feel he's due a, a chance to to step up to the plate. Uh, Matt O'Reilly, I think Matt O'Reilly more a box-to-box player than, than someone who wants to sit with the game in front of him. Um, I'm a big fan of Bitton. Uh, I've never understood... I, I know a section of the Celtic support don't fancy him, but I've never understood it. I think he's a Rolls-Royce of a player. He'd, he'd be in my team every week. Best season for a long time, this season? Yeah, I, th- I yeah. think so. And I, I think he... 
I mean, obviously he can play centre-back, but I think if, if you put him in front of the two centre-backs, you've got, he gives you good protection and he gives you great distribution as well. Barry, what do you think? McCarthy or Beaton? Yeah, I think he might go with the, both of them tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. um, if you think back earlier on in the season when Celtic went up with Pataudry, um, they always played with one holder, but he, he played Beaton in beside Callum McGregor, mm-hmm. so I think he might go with McCarthy and Beaton um, tonight with Hitati. Um, maybe just in front of them we spoke about James McCarthy last night he's got three and a half years left of his contract he played at the highest level in England we know about the injuries Barry do you think having seen a bit of him that he can come good and get a run in the team well he needs to it's been a bit stop start for him mm. as well he's, he's had a few niggles um, look there's no doubt James McCarthy's a, a very good footballer he, he just needs games and maybe that's his opportunity for him we call him McGregor been out for I don't know how long 46 weeks and this may be his opportunity to go and show that now he's ready to go and uh, maybe start in the Celtic first team. Joining you on the way to the game tonight, are you one of the few who've got the... the t- I see it's down to a 1,000 tickets tonight, which is a real, I think, pity for the travelling support. That, sadly, no, I'm not um, I'm not making it tonight, but obviously I will be watching it and um, you know I'll be looking, looking forward to... I think will be a very, very, very important game for Celtic and for the rest of the season. But I've got a question for the panel. I'm just, and obviously <laughs> Barry will probably like this. You know, with regards to captaincy, you were a captain yourself, Barry. Do you think, like, you know, the the obvious example for Celtic's captaincy could be Joe Hart, a goalkeeper being a captain? Is that a is that an obvious choice? Is that a popular choice? Is it a choice that you you know you think you should go with, or do you think you should be a midfield player? Look, I, I've, I know a few teams have got their goalkeepers as captain for me, but it's got to be an outfield player. Always, Somebody who's in yeah. the mix. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you're, say you're playing in the opposition half, the goalkeeper's 40, 50 yards away for you. Um, so I always like to to see a team go with a, an outfield player as, as captain. Um, he's, he's your big passer. Hmm? Joe Hart, you should yeah, be I heard you saw him on Saturday night. Yeah, what he happened? waited yeah. um, after the game. I never actually seen him before the game. I, I never seen him after it because six you know, foot five. Like, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. So I went in and obviously done the debrief for my team, yeah. and I came out and Big Joe was standing in his in his kit with his goalkeeper's mm. gloves still on, waiting outside my office door. So oh, it was nice one, nice one. Yeah, it was good to see him. Had a good chat with him um, for a, a good five minutes. And one thing I will say is. He remembers when we used to speak about Rangers and Celtic mm-hmm. and I used to tell him, listen, there's no bigger clubs, the, the, the fan base, the atmosphere. And I know he used to look at me and think, oh, you're crazy, but now he sampled it. Yeah. He can't believe it. He and says, he'll find out in the second, you know, with a full house this time. <laughs> yeah, and, and he loves it. He, he loves it up here. He, he loves the, the attitude that the, mm. the Scottish teams play with. Um, and it was, it was great to see him. And I forgot I wished him all the best for the rest of the season and I forgot <laughs> <laughs> so I pulled him back I gave him a wee pull back but no it was great to see him and it was a nice touch for him to wait for us um, and it was good to see him Davey we'll ask you after the break uh, who would be your captain just now while Callum McGregor is off John before you go I want your prediction also a really nice touch tonight pre-match Hearts and Celtic are going to warm up in FC United to prevent suicide jerseys it's in memory of a 13 year old Jambos fan young Devin Gordon who tragically died last week so Robbie Nielsen was saying one small conversation can make a huge difference to someone's life I think that's great that the two teams will yeah. wear that it's so tragic but it's some, brilliant yeah. the two teams are coming together and wearing the t-shirts yep. but what, what, 13 year old yep. and committing suicide it's, it yeah, yeah, yep. it's, it's horrendous yep. to think of so look Robbie made a good point there mm. if anybody's got any sure. issues pick up the phone or go and speak to somebody about it 
and keep a perspective in things. You know, that's why, you know, folk get going on a bit, well, what happened last week or whatever? Do you know what? Let's move on to the next games because we could go back and rewrite and we'll find ourselves going back centuries to discuss what may or may not have happened. John, what's your prediction tonight? What do you think? Scoreline? Close one, guys. I think it'll be 2 1 Celtic. John, thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, midweek edition with the Taxi Centre. Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven, Paul Cooney and Logia Coles coming in tonight. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. I'll tell you what, Davy, there is no shortage of great games coming up. And yeah, there's a controversies as <laughs> yeah. well. We talk yeah. about it. But we love the game and the fans being back. I see Borussia Dortmund. There's only 750 people being allowed in at the moment in the West Valen Stadium. Really? Yeah. I wasn't aware of that at all, Paul. Yes. It's crazy. I know I just threw that one at you. But Barry, we we banged on about it here. Thank goodness uh, people are back and hopefully we're coming out of this, the beginning of the end but of the this pandemic. This is the big debate, yep. isn't it? You know, we, yep. we, we keep talking, um, uh, we need things to talk about. We need controversy. Yep. It all helps the game. Uh, it helps, you could argue, it promotes the game mm. even even the type of tackle we're talking about, we're all talking about it, you know, and, and everyone's got an opinion on it and that is good for the game. And that is probably, you wonder whether, you know, if we did bring in VAR, and I'm a big fan, would that put an end to the the, the big talking points mm. that we all enjoy so much? But yeah, that one, for example, you still can't tell what's the intent, you know, um, but yeah, would it help? Look at the weekend. At, well, that's what I mean, Paul. But if, that, if, that, yep. if, if the Niang tackle had gone to a VAR, yep. you know, that's a tough, tough call of for the, the video assistant as well, you know. And VAR was doing well earlier in the season in England. But I now, watched the game, uh-huh. the Crystal Palace-Liverpool yeah. game, the, the penalty, and I, I'm looking at him. When it goes to VAR, I'm thinking, no chance. Then he sends the referee to the monitor at the side of the pitch, yeah. and I'm thinking, no, oh, he's going to give a goal kick here. And then when he pointed at the spot, I, I could not believe what I was what I was seeing so for all I've been going on about wanting VAR then I'm looking at that kind of decision getting made um, I wonder at times um, but you were mentioning in terms of your football we're all talking about Hearts and Celtic brilliant game but St Johnson and Dundee go for it wow bottom two I know yeah. Callum needs a win um, so look some of the football up here some of the games that we've got over the next over the course of the next um, couple of months is brilliant incredible St Johnson Dundee St Johnson have to win tonight Davey I would imagine it's a derby as well I mean the club he's still buying some players almost said trading players yeah, yeah. this week which is a good sign for him Niall McGinn that'll be yeah. a good signing for Dundee, Dundee mind you yeah. um, I, I just I just think losing becomes the, the same kind of habit as winning Paul that's 10 in a row they've lost um, he's got to stop the rot soon Callum because nobody looks back in football particularly directors and he's going to come under pressure if he if he doesn't stop this this losing run. There come, some, comes a time, doesn't it, where the team's gone. Even great managers, which is he's a terrific manager. But does there come a point you think I can't do any more? There comes a time where the, yeah. the the chairman or the chief exec mm. thinks we're going to be relegated, or we could seriously be relegated here, and that's usually where they panic and, and press a button. Huge tonight. You just don't know how the players will the react. To win. Yeah, I think if you, I, I know Callum. I've been dealing with him over the last couple of weeks and you, you can hear that he's, he's hurting. Um, he's, in a, he's in a place where he, he knows he needs to get um, points on the board and that's a must win for me. If St. Johnson don't win tonight, I mean, I, I think that's Dundee goes five points five, clear. Exactly, yep. 
And as Davey yeah. says, I've got to agree with him. I mean, winning's a habit, but mm. losing becomes a habit as well. And that's 10 games um, lost in a trot. That's a lot. For what happened last year, you can go on about they've lost a couple of players, but it's the nucleus of the same team yep. that done ever so well last year. Mm. Um, we're going to take a call in just a second or two uh, St Johnson on 14 points Dundee on 16 Ross County in 21 and Davey who's to say Ross County may well win at Dundee United yeah it wouldn't surprise me at all I mean Malky Mackay what a job he's done and I'm so glad that Roy McGregor who's a bit trigger happy and has been in yeah. the past um, you know bulleting managers I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he, he stuck by Malky who had a, a really tough opening 6-7 games playing all the top teams um, he stuck with him and he's been vindicated you know Malky has turned the corner for me and the only way now for Ross County is up the table and some of the staggy fans weren't having him were they you know they no. weren't they weren't happy at the beginning um, big story this time last night was Yanis Hadji the bad news that he's out till well for the rest of the season here's the manager speaking about the injury we assessed uh, him in the last days and uh, you know Hadji uh, needed uh, an operation yesterday so he's uh, he's been uh, he was operated in London, and uh, you know we won't uh, have Yanis for for the season. So that's a big blow for all of us, and of course a huge disappointment, especially for for Yanis. Spoke to him this morning. He's uh, you know he's he's in a good place. He's uh, of course not happy that he um, that he has the injury and needs to be operated, but. Uh, He's quite focused now and positive for his recovery, but um, you know we will we won't have him for months, so that's the um, that's the bad news uh, for us. The good news is uh, we have uh, Ryan Jack and Scott Alfield back uh, in the squad tomorrow. Craig's on the line. Craig, good evening. What are you thinking? Obviously, everyone disappointed to lose Janis Hadji for the rest of the season, but you've got a thought for the manager. What to do meantime? I, I do. Yes, evening, Paul Barry and David. Um, yeah, I think tonight, on the basis we, you know, had you been out, the fact that, you know, some of the other players are only really just coming back, I, I think I'd like to see him giving Alex Lowry the start. I think he's the only, to me, I'm looking at it thinking he'll be fully fit, he'll be 100% fit and able to make it go. I'm not convinced that, you know, Scott Arfield or Ryan Jack would be 100%. We know Kemar Roof's not long in coming back either, and even a Rebo. He might have a chance tonight, but I suspect even if he did, I think as the producer was saying, it might be towards the end of the game he'd come on. Um, so for me, I think why not give the boy a a, a chance? Like it's Livingston and they're a tough team, but you're at home, um, and clearly Giovanni Van Bronckhorst fancies him. So I think he, he deserves an opportunity in a league game like this. I don't know what the guys think about that. Barry, yeah, sometimes it's good for a to throw a young player in, and it's either sink or swim. Um, and I think watching him a number of times this season he has got the potential to play for Rangers um, I know that people are only are going to go on it was only Stanley Albin but he's definitely got all the attributes um, he's uh, what can I say he's very cultured um, good movement very elegant on the ball and he looks apart and I was wondering why he hadn't like creeped into the eighteen on match day and it was good to see him get the opportunity there was other guys on the bench last week and they turned to him first mm -hmm. and he got his opportunity and he, he, he took it I thought his goal was excellent I thought his all round play was really good albeit it's only still in Albion I don't think he'll start tonight but I hope to see him involved over the course of the next few months because I certainly think he's got a, a real chance of being a 
a constant in the Rangers starting to live and I'm not saying this season no. it may be happen next season but he's certainly got got what it takes that's my opinion people might have different opinions but I do think he's he's got the lot the boy you can contract on the way for him David would you mm-hmm. think he looked confident as well yeah very much yeah. so and, and you know some of the, the testimonials that other people players and, and people who are talking about the, the, the boy seem to think he's got a great chance I, I don't think he'll start tonight Livingston I think it's a big step up from Stirling Albion it's a game that Rangers simply have to win. Maybe if Rangers were a couple up uh, and they got a chance to, to get some time on the pitch later on, I wouldn't be surprised if, if GVB put him on then. I don't think he'll start tonight though. Mm. Davey, what about Morelos today on Sky saying, hey, I want to be in the Champions League next season with Rangers? Well, I mean, there's nothing to stop him signing a new contract really, is there? Um, it, it, this is some new turn he's done because all mm. he's done... Since he arrived in Glasgow, was talk about moving to a bigger league. Normally through interviews, given you know when he's away in international duty. Um, but if he's if he's committed to, to to Rangers and they can get him on a long term contract and forget about all the transfer stuff, I think the Rangers fans would would be up for that. If if I think Van Bronckhurst has shown that he's gotten back to something like his best, not quite at his best, but if they can get him into shape and get his head right, he's a proper player. Yeah, Craig, for you, good news. Definitely, absolutely, um, and I think it makes sense to me because I think if, you, if we're all truly honest here about Alfredo Morelos' situation, he is a fantastic player. But I, I genuinely think if he wants to play Champions League football, I think Rangers is the best and quite possibly the only real chance he'll get at that. Because even if yeah. <clears throat> he leaves, I don't see him going to a Champions League level club. If you know what I mean, like even if he goes to England, it'd be most likely a, a team in the sort of maybe the mid to the bottom half of the table who are not going to really push for the Champions League. Anyone disagree with that? Sorry, Barry, would you think he'd be mid-table in England? Yeah, he'll not go to yeah. the top four. Sure. Um, no chance. I, I totally agree with what Craig's saying. It yeah. would be mid a mid-table. If a Premier League club is interested, it would be um, mid-table. No no doubt about that. I, I'm surprised that Stephen Gerrard hasn't come in for him, Barry. Yeah, I'm because I, I, I know he liked him. Um, but I think he's or was he just talking him up probably to get top dollar <laughs> Davey that's what managers that's what managers do um, but I think since Gio's come in he's looked back Yeah, he looks a lot sharper thinner maybe he's just pulled him in and says listen mate see if you ain't going to buck up your ideas um, you're not going to play and he's certainly done that he's scoring goals he's became a real team player and listen it's great news for the Rangers fans if he wants to stay but if he wants to play Champions League he's he needs to stay at Rangers. He's not going to get it, uh, get it elsewhere if he goes elsewhere. Is he still your first choice in the yeah, team sheet? Yeah, number one. Yep. Yep. First, first um, name on the team sheet, striker-wise. News is coming next. But before we go, Craig, what's your scoreline tonight? Uh, well, I think I'll go 2 nothing to Rangers. A, a conservative estimate because Livingston, they can, they can be that tough uh-huh. straight and nut sure. to crack. And what about Hearts against Celtic? Oof. That's a tough one. I, 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 I honestly, I genuinely think it will be a draw. I, I, I think right. it will be okay. uh, one each, I think. One each. Great, thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. In the next hour, we'll give you first news of the Rangers team up against Livingston tonight. Rangers four four points clear of Celtic. We'll give you the Hearts Celtic news. 
in the next half hour or so as Celtic chase Rangers the defending champions at the top of the table we'll also have news for Dundee United against Ross County Motherwell against Hibs and St Johnson against Dundee so big night tonight as we mentioned the first hour it's a big night for Paisley last night a 1-0 win against Aberdeen David Aberdeen though you can never tell what's going to happen I mean no. they would be hoping to get at least a point last night well you know in the bigger picture you you would have to question Dave Cormack's decision to bullet Derek McInnes mm. You know, we said it at the time, and given the money that Aberdeen have spent, and they've spent bundles on this rebuild, uh, they've given Stephen Glass the type of support that Derek McInnes would never have got. You know, we're now come towards the running, uh, 22 games played, and Aberdeen are sixth. So, and I think if you look at the Aberdeen team, Paul, individually, they look as if they, they should be third, third or fourth. Um, look at the Simon team last night, look at the Aberdeen team. Which would you have? You'd have the Aberdeen players yep. all day long. So something's, something's not working there. It, it must come down to mentality. I mean, I, I watched them against Rangers um, a few days yeah. back and I thought they were really good. They were on the front foot and then obviously the, the one that's the game at the weekend, Scottish Cup, albeit it was only Edinburgh City, but then mm. that, that's... Um, for the... Davies right, see for the squad and the players they've got, they should be challenging Hearts for third place. But David, that was your point about the provincial clubs and I'm going to talk about, you know, Hibs and Hearts or whatever, Aberdeen, Dundee United. You said it after Hibs beat Rangers in the cup semi-final. Yeah, I told you they lose yeah. the next game and they went to Ross County and, and lost. Barry and I were just talking in the interval there, Paul, talking about John Souter. Yeah. And, you know, John Souter looks a, a really good player. Mm. He looks a really good player with Hearts. The demands in Glasgow are totally different. And until he gets into a Rangers jersey and he's out there and he's playing under the incessant pressure of having to win every game you won't find out how good John Suter is and Joe Hart said that to you as well just on Saturday night Barry yep. yeah listen in terms of John Suter I think it's a good signing but you need to wait until he gets in the environment and he goes and plays because um, the, the demands and the expectations put on you now I always used to say to players we've got 10 minutes you need to go <laughs> you've got 10 minutes to keep because the, the crowd will be on you because they expect you come out the traps and if you don't come out the traps and you don't start well they're going to be, be on you so 10 a minutes lo a lot of players I've seen a lot of players come in at half time and, and say what's going on here mm. I says that's what you've got you've got 10 minutes you need to go and, and start really well um, so a lot of players um, don't really get that in their careers until they come to uh, the West End of Glasgow um, and they're under real pressure for the, the get go because they're expected to be in top form every single time they go out in that pitch is it the West End now? You're trendy West End or oh, South you know West? I mean. Or the, the West, West End, I know. The West of Glasgow, I meant. Liam, we're teeing you up beautifully here. That's the former Rangers captain, Barry Ferguson, the former Celtic, the Scotland star, Davey Proven. And uh, somebody who could be turning out for the first time tonight is Matt O'Reilly, of course, signed last week from MK Dons. And uh, from the MK1 podcast, Liam joins us now. Liam, thanks very much. Good evening. No worries, Vince. How are we all? Yeah, we're good, thank you. Um, we don't know how much you know about the madhouse of Glasgow and the two big clubs. We know our league is much smaller um, and certainly the money in this division is different from England, but you know there's 50,000 at Rangers every other week, 60,000 at Celtic. What about Matt O'Reilly, though, for the Celtic fans tonight? Many of them in the cars. Uh, well, there's not that many. There's only 1,000 allowed in tonight at Tyne Castle. But um, what do you think of, uh, of Matt O'Reilly? What could you tell us about him? Yeah, yeah, massive fan. He's, for, for MK Dons, he was one of our key playmakers in the side. Um, his distribution stats and his passing stats um, are all off the charts, to be honest, for League One level. 
Of course, that's going to be very different heading to the Scottish Premier League. But as, as you said, with recent Rangers side, you know, you expected to win every game and the expectations like so high on them. But listen, Matt's, Matt's proven at the league on level that he's more than capable of achieving much higher than that. He's been performing at a championship standard all season. And I think for both Celtic and MK Dons, it's a brilliant deal and a brilliant opportunity for Matt to succeed. 21 years old. Uh, he's played a, a lot this season, though, so do you think he's come up uh, fully match fit? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, Matt, I mean, the amount of sacrifices that Matt's took. I mean, for example, when he moved, when he moved from Fulham, he spent about six months basically training on a park just to get to MK Dons. So he's a player who, you know, they sacrifice everything to come here and, you know, basically reaping the rewards of that. And, yeah, listen, I mean, you've seen a few clips from training and, of course, he did the media coverage the other day. Um, yeah, he's, he's a cool, calm, collected character who is going to do really well for Celtic, I imagine. Davey? Where, where, where is his best position, Liam? Because I, I was reading some of his quotes this morning and he was talking about he can play as a number six or a number ten. We, we know he's a midfield player, but, but where, where is his most productive position, do you think? It's funny to say that because for MK, he's operating more of an eight, to be honest with you. Um, he definitely can play six in the 10, 100%. You know, the 10, we've seen him produce goals this season, which, you know, is something that you need to add to his game, which has been excellent. But also as a six, you know, if you look at his defensive stats, they don't jump off the charts, but definitely the ability to succeed there further if he gets the more opportunity to do that. So I think the big dilemma in terms of the coach that was Celtic is to whether they see him as that six or a 10. I think for me personally, it's a bit in between. And I think in the eight, maybe, you know, sort of sitting back and maybe playing out as like like quarterback role in a sense, where yeah. he's spraying, spraying the balls around and getting the play going. That could be his best role. Barry, he was wanted by Sheffield Wednesday, Swansea City, Blackburn Rovers, so he was in demand and he's chosen Glasgow, but it'll be very different. Yeah, it will be very different. Listen, what Liam's just said there, he's he's been a, a star performer for MK Dons, but listen, he's going into a a total different atmosphere um, and pressure at, at Celtic. Um, but listen, it's an opportunity he deserves because clearly, as you just mentioned there, Paul, there's been a number of clubs mm -hmm. tracking him. Um, he's been, as Liam said there, he's been MK Don's um, outstanding performer in midfield. And it'll be interesting to see how he does because you want to see young players come up here and, and do really well because I don't know what the situation Liam will be able to tell us what happened at Fulham. Was he let go at Fulham, Liam? Um, my understanding is that he got offered a new contract but he wanted to play regular football um, right. so he decided to turn down the contract and he moved down to Milton Keynes trained the rest of six months under Russell Martin and then of course got his rewards of a new contract here well that's a good sign sure. that he's not happy just to yeah. um, stay at a bigger club in a better league he wants to go and play and he's, he's dropped down a division so that mm -hmm. tells you what sort of attitude, his attitude yeah. the, the, the boy's got and the MK and Dons fans are gutted. I'm just looking at some of them and listening to your podcast. Uh, Sam was on Celtic signing him for just one and a half million. It's a, a steal. He's a star. Others saying good luck to him. We wish you all the best. Is that fair to say the fans are gutted to lose him? Yeah, listen, I think I think anyone would be silly to not be gutted about losing an extremely good player who we've watched week, week in, week out for, what, 12 months or so. But... Listen, I think with the you know rumored sell-on clause, which I'm sure is there, Liam Sweeting to negotiate the deal with sport director. You know, this, it's a win-win situation if Matt does really well here because let's say he moves on in a couple of years' time, you know, we're probably in the money and so is Celtic. So I think, yeah, it's, I think on the face of things, it's um, it's perhaps a quote-unquote steal, uh, but in the long term, I think both clubs will do well. 
So Liam, are you uh, an MK Don Celtic fan or an MK Don Rangers fan? <laughs> I'm joking. It's the old, it's an old gag in Glasgow, isn't it? Um, and your own team. Sorry to lose him, but we can hear from you. He's he's a class act. And you think you'll play tonight? Final point, Liam. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I'll be keeping close eye on it for sure. You'll be watching on Skype. Liam, thanks so much for joining us and good luck with the MK1 podcast. Appreciate you coming on to Go Radio. No worries. Thanks for me. Cheers. Thank you, Liam Connolly there from MK1. Brilliant knowledge of it and the stats. It's one of the yeah. things now, Davey, isn't it? The People know the, the stats uh, and he is obviously impressive. But I was just hearing what you both said earlier on. It's stats are one <laughs> thing, but wait to you. Yeah. <laughs> Davey's saying is he a, is he a yeah. holding midfielder? A, uh, yeah. A forward think midfielder, a six or a ten, it's interesting. Liam comes in and says he's an eight. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's Brendan Rogers speak, isn't it? Keep up the homework. Addy, they do all love all that, don't they? It's a good six, but he's a yeah. better ten. And he can play as an eight as well. <laughs> hey, you'll be terminado if there's any more of that, won't you? <laughs> Two massive games. Well, five big games tonight. Hearts against Celtic, uh, Rangers against Livingston, St Johnson Dundee. We we touched on that earlier on. What's your prediction for that one, Barry? I know. You're just uh, he's screwing up his eyes here thinking yeah. mm, don't ask me that one Paul so yeah, I, do you know what that, that is one of the the hardest ones <clears throat> to call look I think Dundee have made a brilliant signing and Niall no, McGinn even I think he's 33 34 Niall McGinn I think he's still got a few a fair bit of mileage sorry and his and his legs and Johnson I just think they're, they're so low their confidence is so low. I, I'm going to go Dundee. Okay. I'm going to go Dundee just to snatch it. We'll edit that for the podcast. It took you time there. Not like you. I know it's yeah, so it's hard. A, it's, not, it's a hard one. Isn't it? It is. Uh, yeah. And for Callum as well. Yep. I mean, he's took one of my players back who mm. was playing regular, Charlie Gilmer. Mm. He played at the weekend. So brilliant for him to play. I really like Callum, but I just yeah. can't see where they're going to get that that win. Um, and that's why I'm going with Dundee Davey what do you yeah reckon? I think Dundee will win the game I, mm-hmm. I think Dundee have got really good players in the forward areas um, Niall McGinn Paul McGowan Lee Griffiths um, Griffiths scored yeah yeah, um, yeah. Might, it's a penalty kick it's but it's still a goal yeah. Um, yeah I think Dundee have got too much Dundee for me what's going to happen with Lee Griffiths do we know is there any update um, they've ripped up the contract at Celtic but Dundee haven't said yet what's going to happen at the what five days four hours 44 minutes from now Lee, Lee Griffiths will go with the best offer he gets and what is left of this window and money will talk it always does um, particularly now that he knows he has no future at Celtic it will be down to his agent now Paul to get him the best deal somewhere that he can get but you made a great point last week what about Motherwell for him yeah a good shout it's, it's going to be interesting at Dundee because obviously Dundee have signed Zach Rudden mm-hmm. on a pre-contract they're trying to get him in before the window actually shuts um, if Zach Rudden does come in he's going to be the number one striker where does that leave mm-hmm. Lee Griffiths um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next um, four or five days he hasn't set the heather on fire though has he uh, Dundee Lee Griffiths no not they, he, he's not I think if you ask Lee himself he's He's not. I think everybody expected when he signed up there that he was going to go back to firing goals into the, the back of the net. That's what he's um, when he's at sorry, his best. Uh, but listen, it might need a move to kickstart him again. Who knows? I don't know because obviously he's he's good mates with James McPake. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. If the manager's one of your close, I think pals. too many managers have given up on him. Barry, to be honest with you, and yeah. it's it's a tragedy and. 
that's sorry, that's not the right word to no. use, but it, it's he's only thirty one. It's a waste, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's a waste. That's yeah. that's the word. Thir- there's 31. still time. There's still t- he's thirty one. Mm-hmm. So there's still time for him to. But Ronnie Ronnie Tyler said he couldn't trust him. He wasn't a twenty four seven athlete. Brendan Rodgers had the same problem. Ronnie, uh, Neil Lennon mm-hmm. had the same problem. Postecoglou has discarded him, and you wonder if anyone can kick start this boy because he's a fabulous oh, talent. Sure. Yep. If well, I'm a manager. Well, I, which you are. Which I'm <laughs> But if I'm in the Premier League or, yeah. or top championship, he's worth it. Yeah. He's worth that gamble. There's no doubt because the simple fact is that the ability he's got, he's a natural goal scorer. And if you can get him to a certain level, he will score goals. So if he's got no club from oh, Tuesday, you come to us will no you sign him? Okay. Come to, us no come, come to Alloa. Yeah. No great money. Right enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure though. The chairman, I'll get Mike Moreno. Again. Right, there you are, there's an offer. <laughs> Lee Griffiths. Hating him, it might take off for him. Right, nearer home, Motherwell against Hibs. An hour and a half from now, Davey, this could be some game. There's only two points in it. Motherwell in 31, yeah. Hibs on 29. They've both played 21 uh, games. I'm, I'm a big Sean Maloney fan. Mm-hmm. I think I'll do a great job at Hibs. And having talked him up, I've got to go with Hibs. Was he not a little bit thin-skinned, though, about the... Uh, Jack Ross saying about yeah, Martin a bit strange. Boyle. Yeah. You know, he's, he's new to the management game. He's new having microphones in front of his face 24-7. Yep. Um, I think he was careless with what he said, but I think he'll learn his lesson, yeah. And your scoreline tonight, what do you think? 2-1 the Highbies. 2-1 to the Highbies. What about the well, Barry? Can they do yeah, it? Yeah, they're, they're so up and down, but they're still yeah. in a good position mm-hmm. in the league. They go and have two or three brilliant results, and then they have one strange one, um, one defeat. But me, this is a draw. A draw, sorry. You're I'm going, going a draw. You're going for a draw yes. there. One Rangers each. start the night on 52 points. Celtic in 48. Hearts in 39. Motherwell in 31. Hibs on uh, 29. Aberdeen on 28. And St Mirren have moved up just behind them on the 25 points after that win. Last night against Aberdeen. Livy on 23. Ross County 21. Dundee on 16. St Johnson on 14. Well, this time yesterday we were speaking about the, uh, the death of Vim Janssen, a man that you know we all remember as the manager of Celtic. Unique, Davy, in a way that he played against Celtic in the European Cup final yeah. 1971. He played in two World Cup finals. Yeah. And, uh, well, what he did in one year at Celtic, winning the League Cup and a title. But it was a title. We spoke about it last night. Paul Lambert was on. Simon Donnelly speaking about Vim Janssen. What are your memories of him? Because by then, you were on Sky. Yeah, and when people say Vim Janssen to me, I think in Harold Bratback and the day at Celtic Park where they played St Johnson where they had to win the game to stop 10 in a row um, and the ball came in and brought back scoring and Celtic knew at that stage they were over the line and we were all there when he lost his first game at Easter Road lost the next game at home to Dunfermline a lot of the supporters wanted him out after two games so to turn it round and, and win what was a historic league title in terms of stopping Rangers winning the 10 um, yeah, he's part of Celtic's uh, folklore. Um, huge figure in, in Celtic's history. Remarkable that he is, given that he was only there for a year. And he wasn't a shouter in the dressing room, Paul Lambert. And Simon Donnelly said last night he never raised his voice. He did say once to the late great Phil O'Donnell, Phil, you're in the stand. Do you understand? You're in the stand. And that became apparently the speak in the Celtic <laughs> team for you're dropped. I can, I can imagine he was a good coach. Mm. Obviously, Dutch, I've worked under. Dutch coaches, um, it's their philosophy is all ball on the ground, passing and, and moving. Um, and if you listen to the players that he, he worked with, they, they loved his his training methods. Um, and 
as I said, what a job he done for only being here in Scotland for twelve months. You were a young Rangers fan at that time, so he kind of broke your hearts before you broke into the yeah, team. Yeah, I can't remember the, the, the game Davies talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I was covering. I uh, don't worry, I can. Uh, Dundee United Rangers with Big Derek. We were up there, and Davy, you That's were right, you exactly. were at Celtic Park. Yeah, I was you were covering Celtic Park. Yeah. Yeah. Rem- yeah, remarkable atmosphere that day. And then I remember you were involved in the story. Because you contacted them the day that yeah, you I left. Was, I remember I was, just a few days well, later. The, the yeah. season finished. Celtic uh, had won the league, and Celtic had a, a end of season game against Sporting Lisbon lined up. Uh, Celtic were out in in uh, Estoril. They were staying in Estoril, and then the news came out that Vim had resigned. And I was down in London. I was at Sky Night Out, and uh, I, I phoned the Celtic camp and I said, "If I can get a flight from Heathrow to Lisbon tomorrow." Would Vim give me an interview? And the word came back, yeah, no problem. Now to Lisbon, and he gave me a terrific interview. Uh, the inside track, you know, he had been very reluctant to talk about the difficulties he was having with certain people in the Celtic hierarchy, but he he let it all go, and it was a it was a great interview to get. And not only a very good uh, coach, but a, a proper decent human being as well. Really good man. At that time, I, I'm just yeah. interested in the night out. Did that, was that you? Did you cut it short? <laughs> I had to or? cut it short. <laughs> <laughs> it ruined the night out because I knew it was on the five o'clock flight to Lisbon. Fergus McCann was the, the the overall boss, wasn't he? And, and Jock Brown. That was a period where Jock Brown was trading players, wasn't he? Yeah, Reggie as general Blinker, manager. That's right, the cameo yeah. for Reggie Blinker, yeah. wasn't it? So, and Barry GVB was on yesterday speaking about him, of course, because he was a coach at, at Feyenoord when he was a, a young player. And he said he moved me up two years. He played me with older players and it's helped my development. And Johan Cruyff spoke about him, you know, years ago. The late, great Johan Cruyff said, one thing what a player. He, one thing yeah. it came across is a lot of people, they all respected him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they really liked him, not just as a, a, a coach, but as a person. He was a good person. Um, so... No, it's always sad news. I, I didn't even know um, that he had the illness. Yeah. Um, so that's it was a sad day, obviously for a lot of Celtic fans and all, all his family. But one thing he done was he came to Scotland and he, he done a great job for Celtic. He certainly did. And Celtic will wear the armbands tonight, Davy, and there'll be something at the game uh, on first Saturday. home game, the yeah. United game. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure that Celtic will will certainly mark that occasion. The the, the Celtic crowd will never forget him, never. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Thanks, Chris. Taking you home tonight. It is busy, of course, because there'll be 50,000 tonight. Rangers against Livingston. There'll be, what, 19,000 at Hearts against Celtic. And hopefully, big crowd as well. For part for Motherwell against Hibs. Why are you not getting out to the game tonight? Uh, and St. Johnson against Dundee. If we're anywhere near Perth, that would be one to see. And Dundee United against Ross County. Go Radio Business Show, Sunday morning. Looking forward to it with Hunter and Hockey. Um, and the guest is Arte Mohammed, co-founder of Guy and Beard. It's quite a new concept, and it's uh, tr- trendy barbers. Barry, I know you like a visit to the barber, and there's sort of p- almost like pop-up ones in containers. I'm looking forward uh, to hearing I've about it. I've actually seen yeah. them. They're at shopping centres. That's right. Yeah, yep, yep I've seen Oof. them. Um, good idea. So I'll be tuning into that. Um, 
You're here to Looking forward to it. Here to <laughs> For what's left of it. Thank you. Let's move on. Um, quite a sharp one, that one. Huh? <laughs> 0808 17 17 700. Give us a call. Game day is on. We're still thinking, what's the name for it next Wednesday night? The late edition. We'll come up with something, won't we? Celtic against Rangers. Just a pity there's not opposing fans there, but I know we've been banging on about that. And it's the same. Hearts are now beginning virtually to do it with only a, a 1,300 places for Celtic. Rangers do it, Celtic do it. Even at Tyne Castle, yep. the away support, certainly Rangers or Celtic, the away support get that full stand behind mm-hmm. the goal. Um, again, I think if you go back and ask uh, the Hearts players what they would want, they would want three stands fully Hearts supporters and one stand um, fully Celtic supporters because it generates a better atmosphere for me. What have they got to fear? Any of them. You know, this thing about, oh yeah, our fans, and I get it, they've got used to you know, being in those seats that mm-hmm. were given to, in the past, were given to the opposition. But it's not the same. But it's up to the league to step in here. And, but they and, don't. Yeah, but they, they, they should, shouldn't they? I mean, mm-hmm. step in and make it mandatory that you've got to give a certain percent to, to away fans. Makes the game, makes the spectacle, doesn't it? Certainly does. Uh, let's hear from Ansh Postacoglu then. That's a uh, game of the night. We'll hear more from GVB in a moment or two he's been speaking about uh, the injuries and the impact on the transfer market is there going to be any more business from Celtic the sort of the, the strategy we had going into the transfer window we've, we've accomplished um, what we wanted to accomplish and um, you know from now on it's just about sort of solidifying the group and, and continuing to, to play um, you know injuries like I said we at some point you know we'll, we'll be in a, a better place um, you know, when all the players sort of get through their different rehabs and um yeah, hopefully that come the sort of business end of the year, we, we, we've got you know the strong squad we need. Davy, have they a strong enough squad to win the title? Mm, not convinced. Not convinced. They have to win the old firm game. If they win the old firm game, as Barry says, it's game on. Uh, they, they 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 certainly can't afford to to lose it. I think if they lose the old firm game, I can't see them you know giving Rangers seven points of a start and catching them. And remember, they've got to. Well, both teams have got to win in the interim before that game next Wednesday. Barry, what do you think? We spoke about it last week. Do you think we'll do any more business in the transfer window, Celtic? I think they might need to. Mm. Um, we obviously, Rogic been away, um, Maeda been away, Callum McGregor now out yep. for, I presume, in four to six weeks. I know he says he, he won't do any business, but I think they may need to bring in um, another one mm. or maybe two. And I've said that about Rangers I think they'll need to bring in still a couple even before Hadji got his injury or was declared out for the rest of the season yesterday I still think Rangers with John Souter maybe one of them but I think they need to bring in another Here's GVB speaking about the possibility of any more transfers We have to wait I mean it's uh, obviously we're always looking to um, to add players to the squad and uh, make sure we are uh, you know, prepared for if something will happen. But uh, when we have to uh, to move, I think it's only good to bring players uh, who can add something to, to Rangers. And if we want players in, they have to be the right players. Otherwise, you can better keep your squad as it is. So what do you think? Um, obviously, with Yanis Hadji, he said we need to get a replacement. I, I agree with what you're saying there. You just don't go out... F- and get somebody for the sake of it just to add numbers it's got to be quality it's got to be somebody who you think can get in the starting 11 I'm not one of these ones where just bring it in for the numbers mm-hmm. I don't think Hadji would have started the old firm game Barry 
No, if, it's everybody's it's available. Like, yeah. if everybody's he available. Start, does he? doesn't start, No, no for Especially me. now that Rebo's back, available. Mm. Yeah, he wouldn't have started for me, but he's he's one of the first, if he doesn't start, he's one of the first that will come off the bench, yeah. Davey. Um, he's one of the ones where if, if he's not going to play, he's close to playing. As some of them, I'm not too sure are are that close mm-hmm. to playing so I, I'm a big believer I don't think Gio will go out and just get them just for the the, the numbers I think he'll bring some in if he thinks he can get into the starting 11 um, The Daily Record Sport has just um, posted an exclusive they say Janino Bakuna set to leave Rangers off to Birmingham City they're nearing an agreement for the Dutch midfielder Barry you surprised? No, he, no. They, they brought him in in the summer for Huddersfield yep. Um, I watched them the other night against Dylan Albion nice flashes nice touches or whatever I think he was ever going to be a, a certain starter for Rangers no more of a squad player so listen Rangers might get a, I think he signed them in a free correct me if I'm wrong I think that's right yep. so they might so, get a few pounds in for him mm-hmm. then that opens the purse strings yep. maybe for Gio to go and get somebody in who's going to at least fight to get in the, the starting mm-hmm. eleven. Davy Bakuna on his way to Birmingham. No real surprise that he's going I, just I, now. I, I saw yeah. him once or twice, Paul, when he was in the Premier League with, with Huddersfield. Looked as if looked promising, but as, as Barry said, you know, plays in flashes. Um, maybe just doesn't do it often enough. And, and at the old firm, you've got to do it week in, week out. I'll give you the motherwell heads lineups in a moment or two. But the big news for Rangers was that Joe Rebo, um, they're out at Afcon. Bad news for Nigeria. Good news. For Rangers, it's good to have uh, have Joe back for himself. You know, it's been, of course, not a good result in the weekend. So uh, bad for for Joe that he couldn't uh, play on in the tournament. Um, he's traveling back uh, from Nigeria today, so we'll be uh, back in Glasgow tonight. So we have to assess him uh, if it's smart for him to uh, to be in the squad tomorrow. But you know, he will for sure be available. Um, from the weekend and, and of course after. So that was yesterday, so he's back in town. Can I give you the Rangers lineup? So here's yeah, Rangers for it, tonight yeah. against Livy. So I was going to ask you for your prediction of the Rangers lineup, but we've got it. McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Bassey and Barisic, Kamara, Sands and Lowry. Right. Fashion Sakala and Itton. On the bench, McLaughlin, Simpson, King, Lundstrom, Jack on the bench, Arfield on the bench, McCann, Barker and Ruth. So Barry, where will we start? Lowry in from the from. The yeah, I, I didn't think he would have started um, the game. I thought he would have certainly been in the eighteen. But bro, listen, that tells you one thing: that Gio's been impressed with him, but he trusts him, mm. and he trusts an eighteen-year-old. As I said, the boy has got something. There's no doubt in my mind. And do you know what? I hope he goes out and smashes it. I love to see young boys get the opportunity. And as I said to you, I'll, I'll use the the phrase "sink or swim." Put him mm. in, and for me, I think he's got. The capabilities to handle it, no problem. I'm going to give you the Hearts lineup in a second. John Suter, though, he's playing. He is playing. Here is GVB speaking about young Alex Lowry, who's in from the start. He's, he's already, you know, been an important player of the of the academy. Also, a player uh, we think will develop into, uh, you know, a very good player for Rangers. So uh, we are putting all our energy in making sure he his development will continue. It's only one game. I'm, I'm confident that he will get his progression as well. But you also know with young players, it's not always easy. I think his uh, his mindset is really good. And uh, the energy we are all giving him to uh, to develop even, 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 
even better is also there. So, you know, I think he will, he just needs to work hard and make sure he's, uh, he's becoming a better player every, every day. David, the Rangers lineup, Sands in again, James Sands from yeah. the start. Scott Wright as well. Is this his chance now, a year down the line since he came, to try and establish himself? Is he going to become a regular? Uh, I think Scott Wright would have established himself by now. Uh, I think he's one of these players, as Barry was talking about with Hadji, um, impact substitute, which I'm not sure he'll settle for that long term. Um, but, you know, for the money that Rangers paid for him, what, 500 grand they, they got him from Aberdeen. They'll, they'll, they'll get good money if he does move on they'll get their money back and then a bit on top here's the Celtic lineup for tonight I see some stuff already on social media about uh, the recovery of John Souter for tonight's game and Davey who's your captain without Callum McGregor who would you go for I know who it's going to be tonight so who do you think I'd go for Nur Bitton okay I haven't told him it is Bitton is the captain tonight so it's Hart Juranovic, Carter Vickers, Starfelt and Taylor. Bit on the captain, O'Reilly makes his debut. Hatati wow. plays as well. Forrest, Jota, Gikamakis. On the bench for Celtic, Bain, Julien on the bench again. Scales, Abada back and fit, but on the bench. Sorrow, McCarthy, Ralston, Welsh and Doak. What do you make of the Celtic lineup, Davey? Centre forward's a big problem. Yep. Uh, Paul Weir-Maeda and, and uh, Furuhashi. I'm, listen, Gio Kamakis might come good. Um, he has not looked the part for me. He's been a bit like Starfield. Uh, he might be a slow burn. Uh, I, I don't know, but Celtic are a much better side, obviously, when Kyogo plays. And Maeda has made a really good impact as well. But, you know, the chances there for Gio Kamakis scored at the weekend, uh, the chances there for him to, to go and show he can do it when it really marks tonight. Ben Doak is the youngster on the bench. Barry, I'll give you the Hearts team as well then and then see what you think about both lineups. Gordon, of course, the captain. Smith, Kingsley, Suter is fit and playing and Haring. Boyce, Devlin, Cochran, Mackay, Halkett and Janelli. Strong side as well. It is a strong side and they've had a, a really good season. Um, and as I said, it was interesting to see if John Suter, mm-hmm. who's signed for Celtic's rivals to see if he was going to start the game. And um, it's 3-4-3. Three, three. That's the way that Robbie's played all season. Um, it suits the players that he's got to play that formation. And it's clear that they're going out to win the game um, against against Celtic. So they've got to be confident at Tynecastle. Brilliant place to play. Mm-hmm. David will agree with me. I, I, love, <laughs> I love going to Tynecastle. They're right on you, the fans. And um, I can't wait to uh, quarter to it. It'll be a game that I think will be interesting, exciting. Uh, and I think there's going to be a few goals in it. Any dilemma in your household? What will you be doing? Will you have both tellies on? Well, you've got a number of them, I'm sure. So you've got <laughs> the, the main event on Sky. Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> the president. <laughs> so is that the main event for you? And then you've got the Rangers TV on as well? Yeah, I'll have, it on yeah. My, I'll have Rangers TV on my laptop. Because it's on Sky tonight, the, the Celtic game, so I'll watch it. Right, back just after this, uh, the traffic as well, and uh, more on the matches tonight. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. So the headlines Rangers start tonight with uh, James Sands plays again and it's uh, 
Alec Lowry on from the start scored at the weekend impressed against Stirling Albion he's in the Premiership tonight in the Cinch Premiership Rangers against Livingston McGregor Tavernier Goldson Bassey and Barisic Kamara Sands and Lowry Wright Fashion Sakala and Itton Celtic line up against Hearts at Tynecastle arguably match of the night but Davy, they all count everyone is, is it, we, you know we talk about a week tonight yeah but there's Two huge games before then. Well, this both. this yeah. is similar to Rangers going to Aberdeen last midweek. Yep. You know this this is every bit as dangerous for for Celtic. Rangers will obviously look to that game as a possible uh, dropping of points for Celtic, and it's going to take Celtic to be at their very best to win the game. Hart, Juranovic, Carter, Vickers, Starfelt, and Taylor. Beaton, who's the skipper. O'Reilly, his debut. Former MK Dons. Hatati who's so impressed uh, this time last week in his uh, debut. Forrest, Jota and Jika Makis. Uh, here the lineups: Motherwell against Hibbs, Kelly, O'Donnell the skipper, Solholm, Carroll, McGinley, Goss, Maguire, Donnelly, Shields, Roberts and Van Veen. And Hibbs, Macy in goals of course, McGinn, Rocky, Stevenson the skipper, Cadden, Doyle Hayes, Newell, Campbell, Doig, Muller and Nisbet. And of course... We'll have to get used to it. No Martin Boyle. That's uh, going to be a, a, a big loss, isn't he? Martin Boyle's been the outstanding player for the last two years. Yeah, he's he's been, for me, Hibs' most important player. Look, I know he's not scored any goal since the the, the yeah. hat-trick against, against Rangers, but what, what he does, he, he puts the fear of death into defenders with his sheer pace. And that's something that I, I think Hibs are, are going to miss. I read a comment for... For Sean saying that he's going to get the money to spend, which I think is two and a half million pounds. I think the board are going to give him it to go out and try and get a striker or add to his squad. Um, but look, Martin Boyle, massive miss. But it was an opportunity Paulie couldn't turn down. The money on offer is life-changing for him. So he deserves it because I'll be honest with you. Um, Hibs got him in a, a swap deal. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't too, I was never too sure about Martin Boyle, but since he's came to Hibs, He's definitely improved, certainly under Jack Ross, and fair play to him, and I hope he does well. You've both, you've had different careers from Martin Boyle, but Barry, could you have gone to Saudi, the Middle East? At what age is he? 28, 28. Could you have gone yeah, I think and played? He's just come up in 29. Right. Could you have played in the Middle East at that age, where the quality of football will not be anything like what it is here, or not as good? No, but I, I think Martin's looking at the the bigger picture. He's got a family. Um, Ten times the wages. Yep. And that's at the end of the day, you can't deny him because I don't think he's earned a lot of money throughout his career. So it's an opportunity. I I don't think he could have turned down. And it's a three-year contract, Paul. Maybe he's thinking, I go out there for 18 months, two years, and then come back. And he'll still only be 30, 31. Mm -hmm. He's still got a lot of football in the legs. I get that. I think we all do. But could you have done that, do you think? Do you think you'd have gone to Middle East or wherever for... Ten times the money. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's yeah. why Chavez and where is he? He's in, he certainly yeah, was in the Middle East, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, Iniesta's in Japan. Yeah. Um, huge paydays. Um, but, yes. You know, totally different lifestyle. I'm not saying I'd have, I could have gone to Saudi Arabia, and enjoyed the, the the lifestyle, but you know, when it's that kind of money, it's life changing money for Martin Boyle at that age. I, I don't think he could turn it down. You loved it in Sydney, though, didn't you? But it maybe oh, wasn't. I loved it. it wasn't loved ten it. times the wages. You but... go for a view with Big Ange. Yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> not. <laughs> right, Dundee United against Ross. You're not changing your opinion in the game, then Motherwell Hibs. You're still going. I'm going Hibs. to draw. I'd be two one. I'd be two one. Okay, Dundee United Ross County. Dundee United Zegriston goal. 
Pollitt, McNulty, Edwards, Butcher, Levitt, Freeman, Harks, Watt, McMahon and Fuchs. So can Tony Watt get off the mark tonight? Who signed, of course, from Motherwell against Ross County. Maynard Brewer and goal, Randall, Vaukins, Harry Payton, Spittle, Callaghan, Samuel, Yakaviti, Charles Cook, Drysdale and White. So those are the teams there. Any reason to... What do you think, Barry, now that you've heard the teams? I'm going for... I was going to say a surprise. It's not a surprise. Yeah. I'm going Ross County beat Dundee United. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been impressed with, with Malky's team, I think. Um, they were unlucky. I think David men- Davey mentioned that earlier on in the show. Good team he's got there. Well organised. I think Ross County will win the game 2-0. Davey? Yeah, they've turned a corner big time. Um, I think they're really on the march under Malky now. And I, I think they'll shade that by... One nil, two one. They'll win by a goal. Wow! They would go on to twenty four points. St Mirren are on twenty five. Livy on twenty three. Assuming we'll get your predictions, but I think obviously people would assume a Rangers win tonight. So that would be a huge. It's been some month for Malky Mackay. Right here's more team news coming in. We've given you the Rangers lineup a couple of times. Uh, here is the Livy lineup for tonight. Uh, Strike in goals. Devlin the captain. Fitzwater, Obalai, Longridge, Holt, Omionga. Pittman, Bailey, Shinney and Anderson. I'll get your predictions in a moment or two for that one, Rangers against Livingston. There's so many great games tonight. St. Johnson against Dundee. So Saints chasing their win. How many defeats, Barry? Ten. Ten, wow. Clark in goals. Brown, Cleary, Gordon the captain, McCart, Booth, Davidson, McPherson, Butterfield, Henry and Nadia Chiefchi up front. For Dundee, Legsons and goal, Kerr, Fontaine, Sweeney, Byrne the captain, McGowan, Elliott, McCowan, McMullen, Anderson and Griffiths. So just looking there on the lineup. Yep, now McGinn is on the bench, on the bench for Dundee. David, what do you reckon? I know you talked about it earlier on. What do you think? St Johnson, Dundee? I think Dundee have got yep. too much in the forward areas. Um, I've no doubt we'll see Niall McGinn at some time in the game, but I think Dundee will win it by a goal, yeah. Barry? Yeah, I'm going to stick with I'm just looking at the teams. Charlie Adam on the bench as well. Um, Well spotted, yeah. It just shows you that Dundee have got a a pretty strong squad there, but I'm I'm going to stick with with Dundee. I think it'll be a tight one, but they'll be be one goal. Joe's telling me that's all the teams in. There are no more games. That's us. Uh, So let's hear uh, finally from the managers then. What are they saying about the game tonight? We spoke about Aribo. He's not involved in it. That's no surprise, Davey, is it? Just back from AFCON. Too much much travelling. They'll they'll need to give him some downtime. Bit of stretching, get all the tiredness out of the legs, out of the head, and he'll be ready to go for the weekend. Livy tonight. We keep our standards, you know, in in our... uh, our, uh, our way of playing, you know, and uh, make sure we, we, we go for 90 minutes to, uh, to win the three points. And uh, the way game we played, um, we had a, a tough game, a game where we, uh, we scored the third goal, um, you know, later than we wanted. But um, they showed this season already they can be, um, you know, very hard to beat because they're... Uh, Quite a, um, a good team with uh, you know with a with a good spirit and uh, they keep it compact. Don't give uh, you know many spaces away for the opponents. So we have to make sure we are on top of the game and uh, and do everything to uh, to get the points. So Barry, what do you think tonight? I, I think Gio's some levy up there um, perfectly. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all compact. They make it difficult. 
to close the, the, the gaps in between the defence and the midfield. You know what Livingston are going, you know what you're going to get for them. They're going to come and try and frustrate and sit deep. Um, I don't think it's going to be an easy one. I don't think it's going to be three, four, five goals. Um, I think it'll, Rangers will win by a couple of goals. They'll go 2-0. Um, but listen, it might be one of these games where you're getting to 65, 70 minutes before you you you, you get that opening goal or ideally you would like to get it at the start of the game. But I think Rangers will still win. I still think they've got enough in the team. And you look at the bench, it's pretty strong. Um, so you can make some changes there. You said you got 10 to 15 minutes from the fans. Oh. So what would you say to the Rangers fans? 50,000 heading to the game they tonight. They might need to wait to 60, 65 because they, <laughs> might, they might come and try and frustrate. But listen, that's, I, I didn't have a problem with it. No? Uh, no, that was that was part of it. That was the demands that were put on you. Um, and I used to always get with that mindset that, right, I need to start well and I need to tell the guys this is what it's all about. First 10 minutes, we need to be on the front foot. And that's what Rangers need to be. Davey, will you have both tellies on tonight as well, watching Heart Celtic and uh, yep, Rangers yep. Livy? Well, I, I think this will be a hard shift for Rangers tonight. Yep. No Kent, mm-hmm. no Morelis, no Rebo. The, the three best players, mm-hmm. you could argue. Um, maybe a little bit of a risk putting uh, young Lowry in. Um, although, obviously, Giovanni van Bronckhorst has seen enough of him in training. But Livingston will make it hard for Rangers. And as, as we're talking about earlier on, if Livy can get through the first 20 minutes and and... The, the crowd start to turn and get on the Rangers players back which usually happens at Ibrooks. Mm. They, they can make it tough for Rangers you would expect Rangers to win the game but uh, I don't think it's going to be by 2-3-4 goals you think Rangers will win did I ask you about Conor Golson what is happening there um, there's interest in, yeah, in the championship I, I made it clear look I understand Nottingham Forest and West Brom can pay more wages than, than Rangers um, but there's there's a major difference in the size of the clubs. Look, but I under, also understand the flip side of that. Connor's what, 29, coming up in 30. Mm-hmm. This is his last big contract. Um, is it double-year double money? Yeah, probably. Even, even the championship. The, championship yeah. the, mm-hmm. the wages are crazy in the championship. Mm-hmm. But Rangers and Celtic can't compete with the championship teams. Sure. Um, but if it's me and he wants to win more medals or trophies, there's only one club to stay at in Rangers. But also, in the, as I said, got to understand he's got to look after number one and that's him and his family Barry Ferguson expects what maybe 2-0 tonight against Livy yeah you and, and yeah. Do you know what it's not going to be an no. easy okay. an easy 2-0 Celtic are at Hearts we'll get your predictions uh, here's the manager talking about the opposition it was a, um, a different start for us um, you know there's no point uh, sort of regurgitating everything that went on at that time we kind of know the situation we were in and, and what we had to deal with the players coming in going out um, you know it was, it was a very sort of Less than settled period for us. I still thought we performed okay on the day. We 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 lost narrowly, uh, but um... a lot's changed since then, Davy. What do you think tonight, Hearts Celtic? Uh, again, a real tough shift for Celtic. I, I don't think Celtic can afford to drop anything. I, I think they'll get there. Um, I, I don't think it matters how they get there tonight, as long as they get out of town with the three points. I think Celtic will do enough, but again, it, it's going to be a tight, tight game. And without Callum McGregor, you know, Barry, you saw him at the weekend and you saw the influence of him, but Beaton is the captain tonight. What do you reckon with Celtic? Yeah, it's one of these ones where if I was a player going to Tynecastle, it's not about how you play. You roll your sleeves up and make sure you work harder than your opponent. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Celtic know they need to continue to win games before the old firm game. Again, it's going to be similar what I say I think it's going to be close Celtic I think I'll just edge it 2-1 you reckon 2-1 yep. Celtic yep. did they lack a bit of muscle 
I'm just looking at the team. You know, players like Jota, amazing. Uh, James Forrest, um, O'Reilly we haven't seen yet. You know, Starfelt at the back. I know David, he, he does yeah. seem uh, weaker than what you'd expect for a four and a half million pound player. Yeah, I think he can, yeah. can be bullied. Um, I'm not I'm not sure Liam Boyce has, has the physicality to go and do that right enough. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, at least a Barry Mackay, what a turn he's doing, Hearts. Hearts have got the forward players to... To, to go and give Celtic problems um, there's going to be nothing in this game at all tonight could be some magic from Jota though he's back getting to fitness this be his first yeah, 90 I've, minutes I've yeah. seen him close up he bamboozled me a couple of times and maybe really? step overs <laughs> and how quick he's, his feet were you, you can see listen he's got, he's got a lot of quality you've seen that since he's come in you can see why he's worth 6 million plus that Benfica are wanting for him um, but the most important thing for Celtic is they keep him fit because he is a match yeah. winner and you need match winners in your team in here tomorrow night Leanne Crichton Craig Moore and Robbie McLean as we called him on uh, Burns he was reciting <laughs> some Burns last night uh, Rob will be here tomorrow night with Leanne and Craig Barry enjoy the evening as we count down to your birthday next week and Celtic against Rangers we'll be doing the late shift Davey Looking forward to already, yeah. But a lot of football between now and then. Thanks to everyone who called in tonight. Thank you, Joe. Thanks to all of you in the socials. Jokal Day is up next. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.